0: hello and welcome to travel council a show in which two brothers who hadn't seen survivor before but now have seen lots of survivor uh start, started from the very beginning and also watched the new era i'm patrick
1: whoa sorry whoa i'm chris oh and this week tell me about tacos <laughs>
0: Uh, they are Mexican street foods that typically like are on tortillas, uh, and have meat and sometimes rice and sometimes usually meat. I guess there are vegetarian options. I don't know. How long do you want me to go on this? They're tasty. Yeah, they sure are. Lots of toppings, usually salsas, it was teasers, just, sour cream.
1: It was just a nice line from the episode Thought it start us off with that line. Tell me about talk. Well, you started
0: off with two lines, Chris. Yeah,
1: two lines from the episode. Two lines. Uh, another thing, not from this episode. Season forty-six was announced. It's going to premiere on Wednesday, February twenty-eighth. Ninety-minute episodes again, except the first two episodes of the season will be two-hour episodes. I saw
0: this and I am so excited about it because I have loved the ninety-minute episodes, but. A little bit was like the first episode felt a little short to me because it, we are used to having two-hour premieres, and so I'm pretty stoked for like that's so much more Survivor. That's an hour more Survivor than we're getting this season. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's big news. Um... Do you think that that
0: is still a holdover? Like, I'm sure it is still impacted by the writers and actors strikes. But do you do you think like moving forward into 47 48 49 50 that we will also get 90 minute episodes? Uh yes. Ooh. I'm less hopeful for that, but
1: I mean I, I think
0: right.
1: they I mean when they're scheduling stuff like this, they just want guaranteed viewers in Survivor and Amazing Race, I think are pretty gar like some of the strong viewer blocks that they have on weeknights and i think the reception has been pretty positive for the 90 minute episode so i think they'll keep them
0: yeah i feel like i have seen a lot of people which maybe this happens every season but i've seen a lot of people saying like this is the first time i've watched since season 40 and like yeah i feel like the feedback on this season has been huge
1: Mm -hmm. there was a few comments on uh the survivor cbs instagram post of the new season somebody said Please go back to 60 Minutes. I'm sorry, but 90 Minutes makes the show boring. Oh, and hard to disagree. The next person commented, All I want is come on in, guys, back. Which it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's going to make or break a show for you? Is him saying guys at the end of that? And boy, is that a comment, chain you don't want to read of just people being like, Yeah, definitely. Survivors woke now. They can't say guys anymore.
0: Yeah, fully agree with you that like that is clearly not the hill to die on also i'm all for dropping the guys i do think that jeff like was way too performative about that change and it pissed people off but like yeah seriously that's it's been years at this point Mm -hmm.
1: uh other news billy eilish apparently in an interview said she wants to be on survivor she said i kind of want to go on it i think that the physical stuff i'd be great at but you have to like do math and shit and i would not be good at that. Do you do you have to do math? Not really. I think she's referring to the puzzles and stuff. Um, yeah. which made me think why haven't they had a survivor so, like celebrity survivor season that's all celebs? And then i tried to because so- celebrities
0: don't want to get stranded on a desert island for
1: Well, so i was doing some quick research of it and apparently Jeff tried to get it to happen like 10 years ago and it just like never came to fruition where it would have been like a shorter thing of just like a week long or something like that. Um, but apparently there was not enough interest. I mean, they've done other things like there's similar things that aren't the survive. they're like the survival aspect, but not the survivor like strategy gameplay aspect of like celebrities do like the show with like bear grills and there's other versions. Um but yeah.
0: Yeah. And they also like there's been like Celebrity Big Brother, but not which is, it is a different strategy than Survivor is. I do think that uh, we haven't gotten to the season yet, but like David versus Goliath. I know like Mike White is on that, but I think the theme is like Goliath is like people that are very successful. And I think that there might be a couple other like semi-famous people in that season, but I'm mm. not sure. I might be making
1: that up. Okay. Um, let's talk about this episode. Yeah, season 45 drop the 4, keep the 5, episode 8, following a dead horse to water. We start the night after the previous tribal council where Caleb got voted out and Sifu got voted out in a double tribal. Um, Jake has some realization that he was maybe playing a little bit reckless and trying to like go with his move and get Katura on his side and like go to Rocks and stuff. Um, Bruce is lecturing him a little bit jake tries to sit down with julie and explain that um it wasn't anything like personal and just try to patch things over but i mean her name was on the parchment which is what she says and it's hard to i don't know this was it was like a conversation that was like it's like a conversation that needs to happen but doesn't actually it's not productive
0: uh yeah i mean i think that it like i think it could be productive in like two or three episodes like if that conversation never happened julie is never like absolutely never willing to trust jake again we're like with a little bit of distance from this because jake has apologized i think that it could be helpful eventually even yeah. if it is like trying to get julie's jury vote at the final or something so yeah. i feel like it does a little bit of something but julie is still very much like not nah, fuck that guy
1: yeah that might be we get some uh the next day of the women talking about how it's six women versus four men and they can have a women uh alliance and they're like the men are probably thinking about this too right now and then they do a nice smash cut to the guys
0: and that's where they say tell me about tacos i did not clock that line as being like a funny line for whatever reason yeah uh, it's because
1: they literally say like the one of the women says they're probably sitting out there thinking, oh, no, there's six girls. And then it just cuts to the guys going, tell me about tacos.
0: Oh, I, that is what I like. I clocked that as being funny. They're just talking about food instead. But the line, tell me about tacos is a wild thing to say.
1: It's great. I love it. Um, there's all sorts of intermixed talk of people want Bruce gone. Um, and then a boat shows up to camp. It brings this like two-tiered looking table with baskets for everybody and envelopes. And we find out that the auction is back, or I guess we knew the preview. They find out the auction is back. After
0: Kendra does this nice little groovy dance. mm
1: -hmm, They'll have a chance to bid on some food items, and they find out that they've got to earn their money, which I feel like we should have predicted. Everything, like every new thing in this new era, Jeff always talks about everything has to be earned. Nothing can be given, because we talked last week about, like predictions for the auction we should have been we should have predicted that they would have to earn the money for the auction
0: i i mean i agree with you i also think though that if they didn't have 90 minute episodes this wouldn't have happened
1: well yeah that was right but that like that was part of the pitch like if well, they didn't have 90 minute episodes i don't think we'd have had an auction at all yeah that's probably true like that was part of his pitch for the 90 minute episodes was like they were like, why do you need 90 minutes? And he's like, well, because of blah, 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 blah. And so this was one of those. Yeah, that's laws. fair. Um, so the, we, they scattered in the jungle are 40 tubes of cash. And they have to collect one at a time, bring it back to the basket, and earn their money for the auction. Which this... I don't know. I don't know. How many of those 40 do you think they found? You think they found all 40?
0: Yeah. I don't think uh, they would have stopped okay. looking if they hadn't found all 40. Uh. Well, yeah, but
1: the, the production might have been like, okay, that's enough time to go to auction. Like, they might have had a timer that we didn't know about.
0: Oh, but then, like, they got time to, like, there was a little bit of time after that where they, like, they counted their money and they talked about it and they, like... Yeah, that's true. Uh, this, we when we get to the auction, I will talk a little bit about all of the changes that they made to the auction and how I felt feel about them. This change I actually really liked. I like that mm-hmm. they're not all going into the auction with the same amount of money and that mm-hmm. they, like, get to they get rewarded for, like, Going out and hustling and finding these tubes.
1: Yeah, I liked it too. Um, The only like main notable thing, which will come up maybe like somewhere this episode and maybe be brought back in the future, is just that Bruce doesn't go running around looking for money like everybody else. He like really takes his time and then kind of walks around looking. (laughs)
0: Everyone just sprints into the jungle and he's like, "Let me get my shoes on."
1: Mm -hmm. Um, and there was some fun shots of him claiming having this like older intuition where he can just like feel where the tubes are going to be while people like walk right by where he is and are like grabbing tubes that he just walked by and missed It was a really beautiful yeah
0: uh like Jim from the office moment where Drew does that and then just stares into the camera deadpan of like he just walked past this Mm
1: -hmm. it's great um yeah so then we head into the auction where they all have varying amounts of money
0: um, Before you- we get too far into this, Chris, uh-huh. uh, I teased last week that I had a little quiz about previous Survivor auctions for you. Uh, I'm guessing you did—you forgot that that happened and did not study.
1: I didn't forget. I just felt studying would be useless.
0: Oh, you, you usually say that you forget about a recording twenty minutes after they happen, so I thought you might have forgotten. Uh, so I have six questions for you. There- this auction has happened a bunch of times. Oh, I'm gonna wait. Happen- I'm
1: gonna interrupt. I don't want you to say anything about the easiness or difficulty of questions before you read the questions. Because okay. you you do that every time
0: and it just sets me up for failure. Okay. I think that most of these questions are legitimately hard. So
1: you just did precisely what I asked you not to do. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Yep.
0: But it's not setting you up for failure. It's yeah, setting you up to impress. Uh we've seen this happen nine times in the 17 seasons that we've watched um
1: we've watched more than 17
0: in the 17 old era seasons that we mm. have watched uh name four seasons that we've seen it in actually the way that this is in my notes is name dot 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 four of them name as many as you can but i'll be impressed if you can name four
1: 45 um no
0: old era seasons hmm
1: um china have no see in china no because i know that i I've, i feel like balut came up in one of them and i feel like we saw Balut in china so that's why i guessed that one um man i got no clue uh i mean i can just throw out some random guesses i don't have any confidence of any of them um all stars marquesas no vanuatu no.
0: no you all are impressively right. hitting all of the ones that yeah. is not hitting. it was in australian outback africa thailand amazon palau guatemala Cook Islands, Micronesia, and Gabon. Uh in the Amazon.
1: That's the one I almost given... guessed the Amazon and then I started thinking about Balut and it I forgot about it.
0: I don't remember there being Balut, but I'm sure that there was at some point.
1: Oh, I'm not uh, sure. I just it popped into my head that they've eaten it. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> in the Amazon, they were each given five hundred dollars. Three items that were sold were some peanut butter and some chocolate, a piece of cheesecake. And pancakes, scrambled eggs, bacon, and a mystery item. So, peanut butter, chocolate, cheesecake, breakfast. These items were $120, $320, and $400. Match those prices to those items.
1: Uh, I'm going to say peanut butter and chocolate was the most expensive. Breakfast was the least.
0: Uh, No, not quite. I shouldn't say not quite. Uh, No, <laughs> just incorrect. Cheesecake was cheapest. Breakfast was most expensive. Breakfast was the like later, uh, in the auction, so that might have helped if you had known that, but you didn't. That's fine. Uh, it also did was the after, peanut butter and chocolate
1: like... go to, uh, Jenna, or yes. yeah, okay,
0: it went to Jenna. The cheesecake went to Heidi. Yeah, uh, I was going I- I was to about... say
1: Jenna or Heidi for that, but then you said yes, so. Uh,
0: this was after the naked peanut butter incident. Mm-hmm. Uh. So just that might have maybe it would have been more expensive if they hadn't already had peanut butter a few days earlier. Uh a fun the reason why I wanted to include this one is because uh on one of Rob Sesternino's podcasts this week, he told a story about their auction. Um where uh apparently when Jeff talked about this breakfast, he said, in what's the best place to eat breakfast? And Butch, the, like, older principal on their season, said, well, actually, Chris, where do you think he would have said is the best place to eat breakfast?
1: Where's Butch from?
0: Oh, like, Kansas, I think.
1: Mm. Denny's? Waffle House? he said Cracker Barrel. Oh. Okay. Uh,
0: Which was cut for time, because the answer that Jeff was going for was bed.
1: Uh, Mm. Because the
0: mystery item with the breakfast was a blanket and pillow.
1: Um, I don't think anybody would say bed to that.
0: Yeah, agreed. That's why Rob shared it as a really funny story, because, like, what was Jeff... It was a weird thing for Jeff to try to make happen. Uh, in Gabon, Susie Susie paid $340 for a pretty awkward reward. At least, I think it was awkward. Was this what a was bath? It? Yes. That, right in front of everybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Good job. Uh, also in the Gabon, someone bought a gift for the tribe and got manipulated. What happened?
1: um randy bought something to like share with everybody or actually he bought something that jeff said is to be shared with everybody he made it seem like he was the one it was his to share and he uh yeah then he like offered something to susie and i think she said like no and he's like no it's okay and then she took it and then gave it to somebody else and randy ended up with nothing
0: Yes, yeah. Uh, It was Sugar, not Susie, but yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He tried to offer one to Sugar and refused to give one to Maddie. And Sugar said no. And then he was like, oh, come on, just take mine. Take the last one. And she was like, okay, I just handed it to Maddie. uh, Which was beautiful. Uh, In the Australian Outback, they were very stingy with the items that they gave. Uh, Nick, I don't remember if you remember Nick from the Australian Outback. I think he was Uh like the first juror. Uh, He bought three different snacks at this auction. One of them was four Doritos and some salsa. Uh, One of them was three cracker sandwiches. And one of them was pretzels and beer, which we also saw at this auction. Um, Order those from most to least expensive. Doritos, cracker sandwiches, pretzels and beer.
1: Uh, Pretzels and beer most, then Doritos, then cracker
0: sandwiches. Uh, Cracker sandwiches most, but then pretzels and Doritos. Other things that were really funny at this auction were a glass of Mountain Dew that Amber paid $80 for, and six French fries. Exactly six French fries with ranch. Okay, my last one that I think that never mind. My last one uh that I is the thing that I think of when I think of the auction is that in Africa, Tom, big Tom, got Ethan's help to buy a covered item. They shared the money for it, and when it was revealed uh tom was super excited that he was splitting with ethan specifically why was that
1: because it had meat in it and ethan didn't eat meat
0: uh could you be more specific
1: it no Ethan does eat meat uh that must be bacon then
0: yes uh it was breakfast and it included bacon and he got excited because and he said he's he's a jew he won't eat the pork uh which ethan thought was hilarious mm-hmm. um but yes, yeah. Uh, I do think that there was a different incident that season with Lex eating meat because Lex was a vegetarian, I think.
1: they He and Ethan got a reward to go to like a village and they got a plate of food that was meat, I believe, and I think made them quite sick. Yes.
0: That, Chris, you say that you don't remember much about Survivor? We saw, We watched Africa like three years ago. Yeah, I can remember
1: some specific instances. It's when you when broad questions are asked about everything we've watched, my brain can't zero in on anything.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, those are some highlights, and a little quiz from Survivor Auction. Hope that was fun, listeners. Uh, let's get into 45's auction.
1: Yeah, so we learn some of the changes this season are that they have different money amounts. So D has the most money with $900 and then people have different amounts all the way down to Bruce with $80. Jeff says there's for sure going to be the first five items are guaranteed, and then he'll draw a number from six through 15, and whatever that number is, is what the last item will be. Um, And so it could be that the last item is the sixth item or the 15th or anywhere in between. He also says that there will be no advantages, and the person with the most money at the end loses their vote.
0: I liked all of this when he said it i thought all of this was interesting i do too
1: i hope they tweak it i saw a good suggestion online for a good tweak would be to say there is an advantage in like 10 through 15 or something like that items and so that would have people have to decide do i save my money to get to the advantage which we might not even get to because maybe it's going to end at like item eight or do I try to get rid of my money so I don't lose my vote? And so then they have to make a decision like keep money for a potential advantage or but maybe lose my vote. And I think that would something something in that realm would help balance it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I also would be fine if you just everything was the same, except there was none of the lose your vote if you are left with the most money. Like that penalty, I think, what ends up happening. Uh, which we'll get into more detail is that, like, when they get into that danger zone, just whoever has the most money takes whatever it is, no matter what, because uh, they're scared of losing their vote. And so they want to spend all their money. And so, like, it's not an auction anymore. It was just, like, luck at that point. And it was no longer interesting to watch. Where yeah. there was no penalty for losing their vote, they would have actually been like, yeah, no, I don't really care about a bowl of candy. I'll wait and see what comes up next. Yeah, but It might have actually been like some auction fighting back and forth, but it it stopped being an auction. Yeah,
1: I was trying to think if there was a way they could make it so like if you weren't the winning bid, you still had to pay like some amount of money that you bid or something. So like just putting up a bid cost you money almost, but I couldn't figure out a way that that would work without just like draining your money so quickly. Um, Yeah, and
0: that uh, even then it would be like once they got to item six, it's just like whoever has the most money makes the first bid with all their money because they want to get rid of it. yeah
1: yeah i i didn't mind the losing the vote thing but I, the other stuff yeah needs tweaked in some way to incentivize people not to do that so like people want to keep their money maybe for some sort of advantage um right yeah there was yeah
0: good... and i also liked the idea that you said of like promising that there might or not promising saying that there might be an advantage that comes up later mm-hmm. so save
1: yeah um i wonder if they i could also see jeff getting into the idea of having broken advantages so like an advantage that's in like pieces and has to be played together so if like one person wins half of it then whoever wins the other half they have to either play it together or you have to try to win
0: both halves or something like that oh yeah i could see that be i i think that would be interesting i think so a lot of survivor watchers would think that it was too complicated
1: yeah, I mean it's like the amulets, but they might already think the amulets were too complicated. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, which they don't have to worry about after this episode so much. Um, yeah. So a quick rundown of well, <laughs> when it starts. Do you did you take note of how Jeff chose to start this auction and what he said? Because it's real weird. Uh, I, no, he said, "quote Let's birth a new auction." <laughs>
0: That is a really weird way to say that. What?
1: So he birthed a new auction. Um, so quick rundown of things. Pretzel, uh, Kendra gets pretzels and beer. Kelly gets fries, ketchup, and Coke. Um, Emily bids for a covered item, which ends up being a charcuterie ward and wine. And we get to see her like drop to the ground in like joyful tears and do a little dance. Um, which Jeff just, is like, uh, who are you? Right?
0: And she was like, this is me when I'm fed
1: yeah um d gets a chocolate milkshake katura gets a a covered item with which jeff a lot says that she could swap if she wants and somebody says like trust your gut and she says i ain't got no gut it's empty which is a good line Mm -hmm. Um, she chooses not to swap and gets two giant fish eyes which are like huge these things are massive yeah Um, which Jeff told a story on his podcast how it was just like one of the people that works for the show literally just went fishing and caught a huge fish like right before the auction. And they were just like, hey, let's use those eyes on the auction.
0: I think uh, that line, I ain't got no gut, would have been a better episode title for this episode.
1: Yeah, I did, I did not clock where following a dead horse to water was used or who said it.
0: Uh, it was Katura talking about, or no, sorry, it was Kelly talking about Bruce.
1: Ooh, okay. Kelly says it? I'm pretty sure it was Kelly sweet that's how I predicted so that's great um what else uh Drew, oh oh and then Austin buy Jeff because uh, Katura says she doesn't want the fish eyes Jeff's like anybody else want it and so Austin buys them for a hundred dollars takes a big old super juicy bite of one of them um
0: <laughs> juicy is not I guess it's juicy it was like he
1: takes a bite and literal like some form of, of liquid like squirts out Oh,
0: yeah. I was thinking more of the like dribble that he gets coming mm-hmm. down that is like slimy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Um, he handles one bite, but then doesn't go back for more. So that speaks to it at least a little bit. Uh, Drew bids on a covered item, which ends up being a bowl of assorted candy. Um, Austin gets a slice of pepperoni pizza. Julie gets toothbrush, toothpaste, and mouthwash. Um, Jeff offers up something that will be bought by one and shared by three, which goes to Jake to ends up being a big chocolate cake. And he chooses Julie and Bruce to be the people that eat it with him.
0: I thought this was a mistake. He should have chosen Julie and Katura.
1: I think so too. Also, Bruce was taking like the tiniest of bites. It was a <laughs> yes, Yeah. He like I would have been care. so pissed if I pick somebody that they're, they're just like taking like tiny bites. ugh, he's so annoying. <laughs> um kelly gets margarita peanut butter and jelly and chips and at the end bruce has the most money even though he started the auction with the least money and loses his vote um which jeff gave us lots of or gave the players i guess including us lots of fake outs of like this is not the last item
0: yeah we really including like way exaggerated head nods and head shakes that uh i th- was my other thing that I did not like about this auction. I I liked the unpredictability, but that it was not gameable by the players, that it was like truly random because it's it's always a little bit unpredictable, but it's also like, uh, I bet production would choose to end it here, Mm -hmm. uh, where this time it's like, no, it's actually fully unpredictable. Um, But I did not like Jeff toying with them. It just was annoying.
1: I wonder if there's a way they could work it in of like, one of the items that's up for bid early on comes with you get to learn the knowledge of when the last item is going to be or something
0: oh that would be interesting but i feel like
1: but you can't tell uh, anybody but i guess it'd be hard to keep it keep chill
0: i also think that they would like yeah unless they were told that they weren't allowed to tell anybody the better social move is to tell
1: yeah um jeff did say on his podcast that when they do stuff like this at least For this season um it is all planned ahead of time so like him offering to katura to be like hey do you want to swap for this tray that was something that was like planned ahead of time that that would uh, offer would come up there leaving them covered or not covered um before people bid on them is all planned ahead of time and so like every all aspects of this are set ahead of time um
0: i also was impressed in his discussion of this on the podcast that uh there are like cameras behind the scenes a little bit so like when he pulled how many there was going to be he like showed it to a camera and before he put it aside because he was like we weren't sure if we would want the audience to know or not right uh so i was like oh that's interesting that they have to like plan for cuts that they might want to use right
1: yeah so then we head. back. i will say so the oxen ends here which kind of sucks for kelly because she got like this whole plate of food uh and she like doesn't have time to finish it, or maybe she's like full and doesn't want to finish it because she definitely doesn't finish her margarita and sandwich and chips before
0: leaving. I couldn't, like chug a margarita. oh, I could kill a margarita. I, um, I'm not I'm not a margarita person, but like, I'm not a tequila person generally. uh so like I can sip on a margarita. I could not like chug it., did um, we talk about Emily's x-ray vision? No. I did
1: see so Emily was like, there's like a hundred percent chance this next item's a margarita or the covered items of margarita. Uh and it was. Um I did see some talk online about that where people were like, well, there's like they put out plates of popular like items and like one, like you could tell like with some of the items how Jeff like has to pull out the tray carefully, like there's a drink on them. And there's only so many like drinks, and we already saw at that point wine, soda. I don't think we'd seen beer yeah yeah we had had seen beer so like i mean it's still like a sweet call out like predicting it was gonna be margarita there was i saw in i think it was kelly's exit interview she talked about how her and emily had gotten closer and they talked about like things they wanted in the auction and um so i think that factored in too but yeah that was pretty yeah
0: i also think i don't think this is the case like i have no reason to Think this it wasn't in an exit interviews or anything, but it would be really funny if Emily just like said something similar to that every item and just only showed the one that she was right on. She's like hundred percent chance this is tacos. Damn. Yeah. Or or I'm picturing like Kelly. There's like a seventy percent chance this is a margarita. There's like an eighty percent chance this one's a margarita. Come on, it's gotta be. There's a ninety percent chance this time.
1: Um, another thing that. They did that, didn't get discussed. I wish it would have. Kelly got a sandwich, Austin did not.
0: Yes, correct.
1: <laughs> um, Austin, all Austin got was a bite of fisheye, right? I no, he also not, no, no, a- he got a pizza. That's right, slice of pizza.
0: Yeah, the saddest piece of pizza I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. All of this other food looked pretty good. All survivor pizza.
1: pizza looks like trash. This one, yes,
0: agreed, real bad. Uh, I do think that. I would be surprised if Austin does not have a confessional talking about that sandwich next episode, because he now has a full idol as mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, so they're going to need to talk about that. Um, and I, I really hope that he clocked that she got to eat a sandwich and says something about that mm-hmm. in his confessional.
1: Yeah. Um. So we head back to camp for some time before the challenge for this episode, get some backstory of Kendra we learn that she met her biological dad when she was 18, um, and that they have a great relationship now. Um, we talk about alliances. Emily is like, I kind of like the idea of a women's alliance, but I already have a strong bond with Drew and Austin, so I don't know about all that. She tells Drew about the all women's alliance, um, and that Jake and Bruce are the main targets. Uh, Drew, Austin, Julie, and Keturah talk at the water well, and. Talk about how they can work together. And Drew has a good move where he's like, as a sign of trust, I'm going to follow your lead, Katara. You tell us what you think we should do. And she suggests they should go for Bruce, which is a good move because I think Drew knew she was going to say Bruce anyways, but it lets her feel like she has some control over this.
0: Yeah, it was a brilliant move. Especially Um, knowing that, like, he, if for some reason she pulls something else out, he knows, like, they don't actually need her vote and could do whatever without her so it's like a great way of like trying to pull her in Mm -hmm.
1: um we go to the challenge which is an endurance challenge where they have to hold a this rope that's attached to a log or some like bamboo shoots that are holding a third of their pre-game body weight um and they have to slowly like hold on to like further down the rope which puts the weight at more of an angle which makes it harder to hold um over time Jeff says there's a really
0: funny point when Jeff said it's a third of your body weight that's a lot and Kelly says Geez, thanks Jeff, thanks, Jeff. <laughs>
1: yeah. um before they start the challenge Jeff offers a big bag of rice for four people to sit out um oh, D right.
0: D and <laughs> Emily the
1: episode. <laughs> yeah this was so good D and Emily are like okay we'll set out and then Katura's like all right can we get any others like what can we do here and she's like trying to like strategizes it and talking Jeff's like oh one more thing I have for you and just pulls out a big ass knife and stabs the bag of rice and it just starts pouring out and they're like shit we need to make a decision
0: fast this was like such a it was such good TV and like a brilliant like uh twist to this mm-hmm. of like this is not a negotiation do it quick uh I was I also was just like Jeff's having the time of his life mm-hmm. like this is amazing
1: yeah, he talked about that on his podcast too. About how, like, they had this idea. They knew they wanted to do it, but then they had to test, like, stabbing it, different sizes of knives, to make sure, like, it wouldn't like just completely pour out all of the rice, but enough would be leaving that it seemed like intense. And so they had invisible up, on camera, right? And so they set it up and had him like practice it several times. Um, and the the driftwood that the rice was hanging from was just found by some of their crew who just like looks around the island sometimes for like things that can be used in the show and they found that that would hold the bag of rice high enough that we'd be able to see it and have the rice pouring out it was so it like it's interesting listening to that podcast for like things like that because it was like so many things factored in that you like don't even think about for something like that um and yeah so it was just a super cool moment because we've seen this happen in the past several seasons and the biggest thing is Jeff doesn't want, to, and I can't remember if he said this in the show or said it on his podcast, but he doesn't want to be predictable. And so like they had seen this before if they'd watched the past several seasons. And so the Katura was like, okay, we can like talk and maybe negotiate. And Jeff doesn't want them to feel like they are in control of the game or know what's going on. And so adding in the knife in the bag was a nice way to change that up. Um, and so Drew and Katura decide to sit out too. And so D, Emily, Drew, and Katura are all sitting out. So they get the bag of the remaining rice. And then the rest of the people compete for immunity. Um, yeah. And they everybody lasts past like the first knot in the rope and the second knot in the rope, which is like 10 minutes. Then they last past the third knot. Then Kelly drops, Kendra drops, and then they're in the last section, which has no knot. And so you just gotta like hold the rope as best as possible. Austin drops, Jake eventually is out. He got uh chastised a few times for like not keeping his arm straight um, in which Jeff was like, you got to keep your arm straight. Basically anything that makes you feel more comfortable, you're not allowed to do. <laughs> um, and then the last two are Julie and Bruce, which was kind of cool to see because they're the two oldest people on the show right now. Yeah. Um, And Julie drops, which gives Bruce the win.
0: I think two oldest people on the season at all.
1: Yeah um yeah so we get some time back at camp people are annoyed bruce won because they wanted him gone so then the plan starts to lean to jake it seems like um there's some discussion of maybe bruce will give jake his idol which i like was like there's no way bruce has given up his idol uh which jake jake asks him for it and he's like uh let me read the room first
0: i think that bruce should have given jake his idol because Kind of similar to what we saw in season 44 when Danny used his idol on Franny. Uh, he was like, people know that I have this idol, and so I like it puts a target on my back. So I need to use it and save an ally. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that would have been a good use of this for Bruce. Because I'm not sure that he realizes everyone knows he has it, but everyone knows he has it. And it would lower his threat level if he got rid of it.
1: I kind of agree. I don't think... I don't think people are so gun ho to get rid of Bruce because he has an idol, though. I think they just don't like him.
0: Oh, I agree with you, but I don't think he knows that.
1: Yeah, but I also think as much as he, like, I think he would say he's probably, like, a team player, Bellow Strong. I think he would not share that idol with anybody.
0: Oh, yeah, I, but I think he should. But you're country saying country. you
1: think he should, but, like, I don't think that would say, like, he's screwed no matter what uh i think holding on to the idol means that like he could maybe make it like he won this challenge like in his eyes he's like if he thinks because he's pretty nervous usually and like thinks people want him gone and so i think holding on to the idol is like his way of lasting as long as possible i don't think if he saved somebody else with it they're gonna all of a sudden be like all right bruce is cool let's keep him around
0: yeah that's fair you're probably right
1: um so, I don't know. I was uh, I wanted him gone this episode, too. I was with everybody there. I don't like Bruce. Um, we get some time of Jake scrambling, searching for an idol. Uh, there's some worry that Jake is going to use a shot in the dark or find an idol. And then um, I'm trying to remember where it happens. Oh, then we get some of Drew and Austin talking. They're talking to like Julie and Dee, and they're like, we could avoid the Bruce problem completely of him like potentially giving an idol to Jake and just go for Kelly instead, which Julian D are not completely in on at the time or from what we can tell, because they had this like women's Alliance idea. Um,
0: I very much read this as they're trying, like, this is a scene that they're throwing in to make it not so obvious that it's Jake, but it's obviously Jake.
1: Yeah. Um, That's kind of where I was at also. Um, and so that's where we kind of, Oh, there was, I skipped over. There was a good spot moment where Emily and Kelly go to talk to Jake and they try to yeah. get him to throw out a name and they're like, so what are you thinking? And he's like, do you guys have a plan? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, so yeah, what is it? And they're like, well, what are you thinking? And he's like, well, wait, hold on. You told me you had a plan. Why aren't you telling yeah. me that part? <laughs> um, and he like, Does a good job reading that like they're just trying to get him to throw out a name um and kelly's like we have a plan we need your vote though so don't play your shot in the dark which i'm like kelly you're being so obvious like just chill right um so we had the tribal council which uh jake at one point jake is trying to answer one of jeff's questions and starts just like rambling a little bit and he's like i honestly forgot like what was the question um And then um, Jake says he wants to make a pitch and he's like kind of struggling to get his thoughts together. He says he feels like gassed, like he's just like completely exhausted. Um, And he's like a dog pile on me is not the way to play survivor. Like if you do that, then whoever's second from the bottom is going to be the next one out. So if you are the second from the bottom and you're voting for me, you're doing survivor wrong because you're going to be next. So you got to be like the people on the bottom need to be working together and pulling together with me. So that way we're not on the bottom anymore. Is is.
0: Which was a great argument. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also think he then, which you probably were about to say, he then does this thing where he like fake slips up and he says, if I pull out my, I I mean, if I pull out an idol tonight, uh, which I thought was good, but. Yeah. Do you think that was fake? Yes.
1: Okay. I mean, I don't think he has an idol, but I mean, do you think the slip up was fake? Oh, Yeah. I because I wasn't sure like if it was or if like all of his like confusion and like not being able to string together thoughts was real. I don't
0: necessarily think all of it was fake, but I do think that that line about the idol was planned. Mm -hmm. I think that because he has a history of theater, he's a theater kid, uh, and he kind of it's similar to his like, oh, I dropped my rings, bro, like I need my rings, yeah, of like. Trying to, like, act up a thing in order mm-hmm. to get people to believe something. Um, I think it's a similar move. But uh, I wish that he would have brought up Caleb and been like, look, we all dogpiled on Caleb, like, two days ago. And he played a shot in the dark correctly and it w- went poorly. So, like, maybe we should stop dogpiling people.
1: Yeah, I, I think... Yeah. I mean, everybody's already thinking about the shot in the dark idea. I don't know. I Like, yeah, I don't know. Plus, he maybe didn't want to liken himself to Caleb because Caleb went home the next episode after that. Yeah, that's true. Um, So we, they go
0: pretty linked to Caleb because yeah. he voted with Caleb.
1: Yeah. So they go vote. Jake plays the shot in the dark. So there's no vote from Jake. And then Bruce had lost his vote. So there's no vote for him, Um, which Bruce brings up at tribal council of like, hey, Jeff, how many, like, what's the record on this for, like, people who uh, are immune and can't vote at Tribal Council or something like that? And uh, Jeff says he's the first. Which,
0: there is some funny things earlier where Kelly's like, Bruce is just, like, a spectator at Tribal mm-hmm. Council. Like, he he can't vote. He can't be voted for. He's just there. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, yeah. Damn it, Bruce. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. Um so they read out the votes and the first three are for jake and then the fourth vote is for kelly she looks a little surprised and then the rest are for her and she is like truly shocked angry upset goes through like so many stages of grief in this moment that we can see her she says what the hell guys or maybe she just says what the hell um no she says what the hell guys um when (laughs) it's revealed that she's gone that's where i started the episode with jake goes whoa and then like sees that she's upset he's like sorry whoa yeah <laughs> and during the vote reading he <laughs> also says moment. when like the first couple of votes for her come out he's like oh we're
0: playing survivor yeah he like fully expected it was unanimous on him and then he was like mm. oh people are playing survivor whoa. yeah so
1: i wonder do you do you think his speech like his whatever he called it his pitch uh, had any sway in any of the votes no so no, the I think people, the, the people that voted for him were Katura, Kendra, Reba...
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And Kelly are the people that voted for Jake. And so everybody else.
0: So it's the Reba 4 plus Emily. Yeah. Which is the crew that we saw talking about maybe voting for Kelly on the beach. Yeah. But we just thought it was fake at the time. And it turns out they were convinced.
1: Yeah. In the exit in her Kelly's exit interview she mentioned that emily was the like one that she was definitely surprised by because her and emily had bonded some um in the past like few days uh but yeah you can see kendra is super upset from this as well it was as so much as it sucks for kelly it was nice to see somebody be upset to be voted out because usually like in this modern era so many people are like it was great being here i love everybody you're all great it's nice to see somebody be like shocked and surprised
0: yeah, it was nice also being, like, a a true blind side. Like, I feel like, as much as I like season 44, I don't really feel like people were surprised, like, ever. They all kind of knew it was coming a little bit. Uh, I don't feel like there's been a blind side since, like, Jesse idled Cody out in 43. Like, stole his idol and then voted him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was very happy that it was so, yeah. Yeah. But she was so sad about it. Like, not sad. I was very happy that there was an emotional reaction and she very much was like, Did you do this? Did you do this? She was like so shocked by it all. Which I think is partly because Bello is like, you know, Bellow's strong, but like not actually. There's like clear breaks there. And I think they kind of assumed that, that was also true of Reba because they were so willing to get rid of J Maya and Sifu. But like the remaining four Reba are very strong mm-hmm. and no one realized that until now.
1: Yeah. Um, we got a preview for next week. Bruce is scared now that his closest ally of Kelly is gone. Um, Emily thinks D could win and wants to blindside her, but Austin doesn't want to. And three people are going to lose
0: their vote. I So I'm hoping that this was an editing trick because all we hear Jeff say is three people lose their vote, essentially. And I am hoping that there is like that that is a hypothetical that doesn't happen. Of, like, if this happens, then three people lose their vote. But, like, that's not actually going to happen.
1: I think it's going to happen because it looked like it was being said when there was... It looked like they're being split into three teams of three for a challenge. Or three something. And I think it could be, like, whoever is last in each of those might lose their vote or something like that.
0: Yeah, just three people... A third of the tribe not having a vote at Tribal Council is wild.
1: It is... You would think, but not in like modern Survivor. I don't think is that wild.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping uh, maybe it's like that they also aren't at tribal or something. Like that's been a thing before of like they'll have no say in who goes home. But it's actually that like, there was like a split tribal. Maybe. Um. Yeah, I'm worried about that.
1: Um. Yeah. Fantasy wise, we need to pick an MVP for this episode. Oh, there's a
0: lot of them. Actually, never mind. I know exactly who I'm picking. Ooh, maybe not. Uh, yeah, I know who I'm picking.
1: Three, two, one. Austin. Drew.
0: I I was between Austin and Drew. Drew, we like saw him doing the work of convincing people to vote for Kelly. I bet Austin was also part of that. We just didn't see it much.
1: Um, I mean, he was in that same conversation with the Ree before. Yeah, we saw Drew like
0: just talking about it.
1: Um, And then I picked Austin because in that, in getting Kelly out means he has another
0: uh, idol. Yeah, has two idols now, which is wild.
1: Yeah, so at this moment of like the stuff in the game are that Bruce has an idol, like a full idol that is good till the final five, I believe. Austin has two idols that are good till the final five, I think. And uh, Drew has the safety without power advantage.
0: Ooh, that I think expires next episode. I think it was good until final nine. Yeah,
1: I don't remember. I'm trying to look it up, to see if I could find for sure. Uh, somebody posted on Reddit that it was usable till the final ten, which means it's dead done. now. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then on the Survivor Wiki, I think it was labeled as never used. So okay, that's fine. Um, uh, other fantasy stuff. So that puts us points wise. Patrick is still way in the lead by almost two hundred points. I have three people left: Drew, Jake, and Katura. Patrick has four people left: uh, Jake, Austin, Bruce, and D. So we at least have very different people, other than the Jake overlap. Um, uh, for other predictions we've made: nothing, not much changed with like the season-long predictions, other than we are now up to three full idols in the game and two shot in the darks played. Or, I'm sorry, four full idols in the game. Three are active. Sabaya's is gone. Um, And then last week I predicted Kelly would say the episode title and I was correct. And then we predicted Jake and Bruce would be eliminated and we were wrong there. And we both had Kelly in our final three. So we both have to change those up.
0: Yeah, a real shocker. My first change since episode one. Um, This is a real struggle because like, there's nine people left and the people that all voted out Kelly are now a majority. And so are they going to are they the final five? Are they going to pick everybody else off? Is there any hope for Bruce and Jake and Kendra and Katura? I feel like there's got to be. I'm going to say Austin, Jake, and D. No, I'm going to say Austin, Jake, and Emily. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to say Austin, Bruce, and Emily.
0: Oh, I hope you're wrong.
1: Um. The next episode title is Sword of
0: Damocles. Drew, Drew ass reference to
1: me. I'm gonna say Bruce. Uh um, think You might be right.
0: That's that's a good answer too. We have
1: to pick the next boot. Uh, what could factor into that? The week after his episode is called "How Am I the Mobster?" Mobster. I said it like it rhymes with lobster.
0: Wait, but what? It does rhyme with kind of.
1: I feel like when you say mobster, lobster. Yeah. It,
0: they absolutely rhyme.
1: What? Yeah, I just feel like in pronunciation with mobster, I put a little more emphasis on the B than I do with lobster. Okay. Understand? I
0: thought you were clarifying, because the first time you said I thought you said monster, mm-hmm. which does not rhyme with lobster.
1: It doesn't. I mean, they both end in stir. You could rhyme those, sure.
0: Yeah, you could maybe do a little slant rhyme. I don't feel like it would be a full rhyme.
1: Um,
0: I've said Bruce two episodes in a row. Do I to say Bruce again? I'm going to say D. Really? Somebody in the preview said they won or gone. And three people are gonna lose their vote, so maybe that maybe that's how they break apart this five person majority.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna keep saying Bruce until it happens. I yeah, think
1: you gotta break it apart somehow. Do You think Jeff's gonna allow a Pagong in this many seasons in?
0: Uh I mean he did season 44. I don't know about all that. I guess it wasn't a majority, but the Tika 3 took everybody else out.
1: Yeah, that's not a. That wasn't like a paganing. That was like them working their ass off to like eliminate other. Like a paganning is when you have like the advantage and the majority, and then you just vote everybody out.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um.
1: All right, you got a luxury item this week. Oh, I will say before that, we continue our streak of everybody has been eliminated, uh, and with a d- different amount of votes. It's all unique. Almost yeah.
0: Different. uh i'm Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say no i feel like that'll be a better luxury item next week uh oh this is not my luxury item but it's something that i meant to talk about earlier uh i'd like to do a little Grey's anatomy check-in with i'm i'm in season six um listeners skip ahead a little bit if you don't want spoilers for a show that episodes of a show that came out many many years ago over a decade ago. Uh, I kept saying Kelly deserves better before because she was in love with George and then got cheated on and all that jazz. And I do think that she deserves better. She's gotten better. Uh, she and Arizona are very cute together. It's great. I like that. Uh, George is fucking dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, what the fuck? What the fuck?
1: This is a good episode, Uh, right? uh, How early in it uh, did you realize it was George?
0: Uh, I kind of suspected it because we weren't seeing him at all. but. I didn't expect him to die, and I did wasn't, like, certain until he told Meredith. Um, also, Izzy's gone, I think. She got fired and then is just gone currently, which is a whole thing. So, like, the show is very confusing. can she really
1: gone. be gone? Can somebody really ever be gone if they don't die? George is uh, dead, so yes. the kid, I, you say this. They've got 14 more seasons you haven't seen yet.
0: That's fair uh burke is gone and i think he's gone gone i I think he he is gone
1: gone but that's mostly uh, he technically has yeah he's basically gone gone but that was that character got written off because he was racist and or homophobic not racist homophobic
0: yes i feel like i saw something about that but that was very like i i understand why they had to do that i do not think that the show handled it well and that like it felt very shocking that he was just gone gone with no closure whatsoever. Uh however, he technically on, you'll way better.
1: Spoilers so. for like ten seasons from now, you'll get a tiny bit of work. No, okay. Uh
0: I like Hunt, so I'm fine with that. Oh, God. Anyway, that's you don't like Hunt?
1: Keep me updated on Hunt. I've never liked that
0: guy. Oh, interesting. Uh yeah. I didn't like him at first. I, he's grown on me a lot. I like him now. Uh Yeah, that's not where I'm at. Meredith and Derek are
1: fucking Owen. Kind
0: of married. Here's the other thing that I don't know how it works in fucking Washington, but like in Ohio, you have to like go and get a marriage license before you get married. You can't just give away your wedding to other people. Like they have to have a marriage license. There has to be a thing. No, you
1: are, you are, these are, you're talking about marriage in the eyes of the law, not marriage in the eyes of love.
0: I mean, sure, that's fair, but like, Karev is making medical decisions for Izzy. I'm pretty sure it's legal.
1: Yeah. So what are you talking about with the uh, Meredith and...
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, both both of them, they're just like, oh, we're married because we love each other. And I'm like, no, I, there is... A... You do have to go and do the people. Episodes are
1: only 40 minutes. You want them to spend like five minutes being like, all right, let's cut over to the courthouse. It doesn't have to be five minutes. It can just be like, oh, hey, we finally made an official. Or you can just hear people say they're married. And so that means they did that part.
0: No, but here's the thing I can't assume that because everyone keeps complaining. They keep making fun of Meredith and Derek for getting married on a post it. So as far as I know, it's not official. They are just married on a post it.
1: Well, okay. Yeah. I was talking about the Karev one. Meredith and Derek haven't had to do, hadn't had any like legal marriage stuff come up, right?
0: Uh, There was a thing where he brought her out of the hospital after she had surgery to give part of her liver to her dad and i was like feels like a boyfriend shouldn't be able to do that but who else is gonna do it like like even when i was with kayla after she gave birth a nurse had to walk us out the hospital
1: yeah i mean he's better than a nurse he's a doctor okay better than a nurse (laughs) is a wild thing for you to say i can't believe you're putting so much in like the Meredith Derek like married on a post-it thing is like so beautiful. It's so nice. It is very beautiful, but are they
0: are they married or are they not? I like, can't believe you went married. I don't know. Uh,
1: I feel like you're the opposite Grace fan than me. You're like, I like Owen Hunt, he's great. Meredith and Derek suck shit. Like, come
0: on, like what? I didn't say that they suck shit. That's exactly I what I heard. More details about their relationship. Uh. If she would have, like, gone into some sort of crisis when she was in surgery, did he have any legal basis? For Probably her
1: if she has him listed as her, like, whatever person, medical I authority. I would bet
0: that she hasn't done that paperwork if she didn't do the paperwork. Well, marriage.
1: honestly, though, in that hot, if, it's, if she's being treated at Seattle Gray or whatever, like, yeah, he's going to,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's no th- question. Sure, I mean that happened with Karev saving Izzy's life, even though she had a DNR. It's just, I mean these people a lot don't going have on in
1: this show. These people don't have other people. Who else would they go to?
0: Like her sister also works there.
1: Yeah, her sister that she like just got to know like a year ago,
0: but is legally a next of kin.
1: Yeah, so there's like legal relatives don't necessarily aren't necessarily stronger than like like Derek.
0: No, but I think that if. If they didn't work at that hospital and she was just a patient, they would require like next of kin to make medical decisions.
1: Yeah. I think she would have him down on the paperwork. I bet they like they know this stuff comes up. They would put it down.
0: They were they couldn't even make time to go to the courthouse and get married, and that's why they got married on a post-it. I don't think that Meredith, who's like terrified of commitment, would have filled out that paperwork.
1: That could be. I I just think. You should be more blinded by love.
0: I don't think that the legal system is blinded by love, Chris. This is not a legal show. uh, I also think it's confusing that she went in for surgery at one hospital and then got discharged from technically a different hospital because the merger happened while she was in the hospital, which is all very confusing. Uh,
1: It's important. But anyway,
0: my luxury item is going to be not love
1: the The movie. What?
0: The Polar Express. Okay. Uh, We've been watching that with Oliver over the past couple of nights. He calls it the Christmas train movie. Uh, I remember like not liking it when it first came out. It's fun and fucking wild. There's a lot of wild shit that happens in that movie. Uh, and also Tom Hanks is everyone. It's weird. Polar Express. It's, it's a real trip. Okay. Uh,
1: I'm going to recommend two video gamey things. One is a video game that is called Suica. S U I K A. I also usually just call it the watermelon game. It's all. It was all over the internet. I downloaded it for the Switch. It was like three dollars or something. You combine fruits together, and when small fruits combine together, they make a big fruit. So, like two cherries become a strawberry. Two strawberries become some grapes. Uh, it's great. It's very relaxing. Um, love it. I highly recommend. It. It's only like three dollars. I think it's on like every platform. Um, How do you combine them? They drop from the top, so you get to like move the thing on the top left or right like Tetris style and then you just hit like drop and then it bounces around and you want it to hit so you can like aim it gotcha. but um sometimes it's stuff to get stuff to aim and then once they're down there you could like it's got like physics involved so you can like if you got something close to a wall you can sometimes like squeeze a fruit next to it which will like kind of push it over um it's really weirdly addicting it's a nice nice game
0: that sounds more interesting than like I was kind of picturing like a candy crush style. Mm-mm. Like combination things. This that sounds more interesting. Okay.
1: Um another one would be uh this one is less relatable to many people probably but there's a whole field of Mario players, Super Mario players that is called Kaizo Mario. And so there's a whole world of people out there who create their own like Mario levels and Mario games that they call hacks. Like a mario rom hack um and kaizo has like evolved over time but when somebody says kaizo mario they essentially mean very 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 hard mario levels Um, i feel like
0: you've shown me some of these before
1: yeah probably um and there's different names for the different like games that people put out and there's one that was called grand poo world which was named. It was created by this Twitch streamer named Barbarous King, uh, named in honor of another Twitch streamer named Grand Pooh Bear, and then that was a big hit. So years later, he made Grand Pooh World Two, and then for the past like four years, he's been working on Grand Pooh World Three, and it got released on Friday. And so, like all the Twitch streamers that I watch have been playing it constantly, and so I've been watching it. It's such a cool game. Very clever. Very creative. Very fun levels. Uh, yeah. So Kaizo Mario is my recommendation, specifically Grand Poo World 3. Uh, if you're into watching that sort of stuff, never played any of them, but I've watched a lot of them. Grand
0: Poo Bear was also in the uh, like Animal Crossing Survivor, right?
1: Yes, he was. Yeah. Um,
0: I'll go back and watch that Animal Crossing Survivor because when I originally watched it, I had literally never seen Survivor before. It's kind of what got me into Survivor, actually.
1: Oh, the Animal Crossing one? Yeah. Um, yeah uh listeners let us know video games you like christmas movies you like let us know how you liked the auction or if you had a food item that could be on an auction what you would want it to be and email us those thoughts at tribal council podcast at gmail.com and for this week of tribal council this is chris signing off
0: this is patrick
1: and the tribe has spoken
0: A B C D E F G. <laughs>